Hello and welcome to Natural Enemies, Ramjack and the August Dignitaries of Order. Wow, awesome. Hello, welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Alex, and uh, our good friend Brad has joined us again on this Hello, wonderful citizens. episode. Hello, hello. You told me earlier this week it's our 13-year anniversary of Ramjack. Yes. Yeah, Tuesday, 13 years. 13, 13 years. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So much has happened, not just with mm. us listeners, but with you. Think of how long you've been listening to Ramjag, hanging True. in there, thick and oh, thin. Man, um, sad news, Alex. Very sad news. Um, oh no! At the beginning of the years, show, I'm sorry. This is this is where we this is where we do this is where we do funeral announcements now at the top of the show. <laughs> All right, buckle up, guys. It's 13 years. Another 13 coming, but it's starting listen, rough. Listen, listen. This is how 13 years go. We start announcing funerals. We're getting older. People are dying. But Alex, we received an email. Um, the subject line is "Hello." Okay. Hi. This is from this is from Andrew Couch. Now I thought for a second that like is this is this Alan Couch? Is this is this is this Alan's and brother? Um, because I was very sad to say, and again, funeral notice. This email informs you that you have been certified as a beneficiary of the estate, and this is where I was like, oh no, what? What's happened? What's happened? Is Alan okay? You have been certified as a beneficiary of the estate and resources of the late Craig Podcast. Huh. <laughs> of the late, I'm sorry, not of the late, but of, of late Craig Podcast. After extensive long-term research, if you are of the podcast lineage, I will give you more information about your benefits. <laughs> Huh. It it took me a second when we got this email. I was like, wait, what? What's happening? Are, we're we're a beneficiary of a pot. Wait, oh, I see what this is. This is the funniest scam email because <laughs> they emailed Ramjack Podcast, assuming that we, of course, must be related <laughs> to Craig Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it does raise the question, can you put a podcast in a trust and then after the the hosts uh, move on, if you if, if you'll allow, that you can mm -hmm. gift that podcast to someone else? Well, I will with the beneficiary of the late Craig. So I think um, well, I think, yes, of course, in, in the will, if the podcast has a will, mm -hmm. um, then yes, you can bequeath it to someone else. But if it doesn't, it goes it goes to the next um, next beneficiary in the podcast lineage. So I guess maybe you have to like look at the iTunes charts or something and see what's like okay, directly like, um, uh, like above or below. Interesting. Huh. I guess, so. um, I, I mean, if, if corporations can have rights and be an entity in the government, surely a podcast can and can mm -hmm. be bequeathed uh, and follow a said lineage. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people are in the running for Ramjack should any uh, untimely Oof. things happen to us, but mm. I mean, it's gone on for 13 years. Who knows when it, it can't stop. It will go on no. forever. Uh, Passing from podcast to podcast to podcast. I mean, Alice, I'll be up. I'll be up in Cincinnati next week. Um, yeah. I think we should take a little time and work on the podcast's last will and testament. We should. Like, who are we gonna leave things to? Get a notary. Get it all who do signed. We, who do we leave TNT to? Oh man, it's tough. Who do, who do we leave the Nancy Newman song to? I mean, there's so there's so much to think about. There's so much to think about, guys. I mean, and on that note, Nancy, if you're listening, big fans. Mm -hmm. Big fan. Continued fans. Mm -hmm. Always. I don't remember when we found her, 
But again, Nancy, if anything, let's hope never happen. Let's hope it doesn't happen. But when it happens, mm-hmm. we would love to inherit the song <laughs> and rights to uh, Silvery Moon. Now, I know there might be some legal stuff because I, I know there was a guy brand that new, wrote it brand for... Brand New Smile. Brand New Smile. Brand New Smile. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Big fans. I Brand New Smile. It's been a while. We can use it for the Nice Network, and then we would obviously bequeath it to others after Ramjack is. Right. right. After we're gone, Ramjack now, again uh, is eternal. Now, do okay. Here's a question: Do we do we leave the Knights Network to the same person that we leave Ramjack, or do or do we split it amongst amongst the heirs? I think it depends on if Ramjack gets too big, because they may make us <sighs> split it up. It might be like, look, you guys, nope, too big. <sighs> Gotta spin it back tax. out. Goddamn estate tax. Always breaking up our podcast and, and fake media empires. <sighs> well, eventual Damn. media empires. Is, let's be well, optimistic you know, here. Well, you know. Inevitable. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not inevitable, clearly, because we died and, you know, we're bequeathing it. So, I, well. But Ramjack is an idea. Ramjack is a, is a mm. thing. Ramjack is a podcast, Brad. It goes mm. on forever. Well, that's As long as you pass it on. That's what the late Craig podcast does. <laughs> <laughs> and look at it now. Right, let's take a moment, uh, just a moment of silence for uh, Craig podcast oh. for a moment. And again, shout out to Andrew Couch, um, whose email address is thelondonarbiters at gmail.com. Um, oh. If anyone wants to, to respond to this spam email, I wouldn't recommend it, but you know. If that's something you want to do, um, Alan, get get your, get your British cousin in line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, it's at 13 years. Today mm. is going to be a casual episode. We haven't decided what we're going to jump into next. Mm. Um, but I have a whole bunch of random things I came across in the world nice. that nice. I would like to share with you and Brad and get your thoughts and opinions on them. Wonderful. Brad, mm-hmm. in 1995, there was a series of bank robberies. Cool. One man robbed two banks. Hmm. May have robbed more, but he didn't get away with it. They caught him. Hmm. Now, during the robbery, it was at gunpoint. Came in, put the money in the bag. Let's do this. The tellers were putting money in the bag, and they weren't really sure how to take what he was saying because he kept calming them down. Don't worry. Don't worry. I have a face. It's just invisible. And they're like, what the fuck? They put money. Well, obviously they got his. He didn't wear a mask. Um, he leaves, robs two banks, almost immediately gets caught. Like I think um, within hours of robbing the two banks, he's confused. What? How did you find me? And they're like, dude, you were on camera. Like everyone could eyewitness you. Like we know it. people clearly saw it was you. How? How could they have seen me? I was wearing invisible ink on my face. Um, excuse me? Yeah, Brad, okay, look, we all know that invisible ink is a trick you can put. You, you take some sort of ink, uh, mm-hmm. or ink in quotation marks, you take lemon juice, you, you squeeze your lemon, you put, you mm-hmm. get some sort of utensil, and you can write on paper with lemon juice, and you don't really see it unless you hold it up to the light. Well, because it was invisible ink, this guy was like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take lemon juice, same thing, and then I'm going to put lemon juice on my face, and therefore it must be invisible, my face must be invisible to other people. That's why he was calming the, the, the tellers down. Don't worry, don't be scared. I'm not a faceless man. I am simply cloaking out with invisibility. Oh boy. Money please. Dumbfounded. Oof. Like genu- genuinely shocked. How? Wow. It was gonna be the perfect crime. He was 45 years old. His name was MacArthur Wheeler. And this is a true story, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Wow. 
This man I, bought a gun and was able to use it to rob a bank. Thought lemon juice would go on his face and make him invisible. I'm I, the boldness of like doing no testing before just yeah. like rolling in. Like that's. I mean, it's what it is. I that is. I mean, I boldness let him go. always. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Look at you. Get this one. Can you blame him? Can you blame him? If you had invisible ink, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? I would test it first. Right? Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Also, you have like, to. yeah, like there's so many, so many things would be easier to rob than a bank. Like, real hassle robbing a bank. Banks are designed not to be robbed. What if he it's did like their test- job? That's like their main job is to not be robbed. <laughs> what if he did test it on his family, but they just all like winked at each other and like went along with it? This is the best way to get rid of him. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Oh, whoa, your face is gone, and the lemon juice is making me wink. Oh God, because it's getting in my eyes because I'm so close to you. They're all just laughing all the way to prison. Oof, oof. Careful guy, test things. Yeah, I mean, I learned There's a, a lot of lessons lesson. to learn here. He learned, he, listen, egg on his face, <laughs> he learned a valuable lesson, let him go. Everyone got a good laugh. He enriched society, let him go. Time no served. one died, granted it was a loaded gun. Hero, absolute hero. <laughs> oh man, um... I'm gonna I'm gonna go to salamanders next, Brad. Oh, all right. Wild. There's a type of unisexual mole salamander. They're all females. But what they do is because they're salamanders, um, they will they will find males with sperm and they'll they'll take the sperm from lots of different dudes. Like tons of different dudes from different species of salamanders that aren't theirs, because they're all women. Um, and they evolved to do this. And the other salamanders like, cool, whatever, you know, to each their own. Here's some, here's some sperm. Do with it as you will. So it takes all those different sperms and, and then recombines them to form like another one of them. But like breaks down, like just takes the DNA. He's like, thanks. I'm gonna make this my own thing and make another female salamander. They are one of only a few creatures on the earth that do this. It's called kleptogenesis. The proper scientific term for these thieving salamanders who take it and then just recombine things to their own will. I'll make my own now. Kleptogenesis. And I want to keep these salamanders out of our schools. <laughs> oh, damn these salamanders. Look at what they're teaching our children. Oh. You thought it ended it you thought it ended at evolution. Oh. Wrong. Science keeps coming at you with these weird kleptogenesis reproduction systems of salamanders. That's not in the Bible, Brad. Hmm. Most people probably didn't even know it existed. I, I'm learning about it now. Uh, very hmm. unique, very crafty, I think, for salamanders. Not mm-hmm. sure how it started. Let it keep going. I, I mean, come yeah. on. It's It started with one crazy salamander. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make my own. Let's take a, a mad scientist, like a, a mad scientist salamander. It's it's a kind of like a Frankenstein thing. I'll make my own tiny child with the genes from our all one the salamanders. Salaman- our one salamander was like, I'm gonna fuck every kind of sa- other kind of salamander <laughs> until I make a baby salamander. Yeah, what's up? I don't care if we're not the same species. Whatever, I'm gonna fuck it. A really 
a really sexually adventurous salamander yeah. just living their best life. And then, yeah. bam, discovered a whole new way of reproduction. The salamander's like, oh my god, I'm so lucky. Like, there are no males in my species. I can fuck whoever I want. Nobody can get me pregnant. And then, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. All of a sudden, I'm Virgin Mary salamander. Damn it. Interesting. Except instead, of, instead of being a virgin, I've been fucking everybody. But that's because I thought I couldn't get pregnant. How did this even happen? It takes five. It takes five different species of other salamanders to make this happen. Which again, I'm not shaming the salamander. In no, a this way, a, I th this, this is a party salamander. Oh yeah. In a way, I think, uh, look, kleptogenesis as a term is awesome. Like, I, I really am glad it exists in the world as a scientific term. Nice. But also, hold up, scientists. Aren't you slut-shaming this amazingly resourceful, uh, yeah. like, salamander? Come on. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't um, be- who's the, who's the klepto? This salamander is just trying to party the right way? Or our guy putting lemon juice on his face going to a bank? That, who's the klepto? Oh, it's the salamander? Hmm. 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 It, I've even it, heard some people say that the guy that went to a bank with lemon juice on his face was a hero. Hmm. 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 Very interesting. Well, um, well, well. Hmm. So, just to recap, the unisexual mole salamander reproduces mm. by getting the genetics of five different other species of male salamanders. <laughs> In, in a process we are now calling uh, party genocide. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're welcome, world. Solved it. Thank, thank you. Um, we're going to go to what might be a horror story to some people. And oh, I no. understand that. And this is also something that we've only, we've never seen before. Um, so there is someone who is very sick. I'm going to say, spoiler alert, they do die at the end of this. Um, so there you go. But they were very sick. Uh, they went to the doctor. Turns out they had a, a type of, they had cancer. But the doctors couldn't really figure out what kind it was. It was pervasive. Like, it spread all over their body. But it didn't seem to have an origin. Like, it, most cancers will be in certain parts. Like, they'll grow in certain areas. And cancer is your own body um, basically being a renegade and overproducing cells and just growing it. Cancerous. But this didn't really have an origin point. It was very sporadic. And when they looked at the cells, they said, wait a minute, these aren't from you. This is super freaking weird. Um, we're not sure how this happened. So they ended up getting the cells and they cross-referenced the genetics um, with every known like species. Cause they're like, this is again, bizarre. We've never seen this kind of cancer before. Um, and like a couple of, I want to say it was like a week or so before he ended up dying of cancer, uh, they found out that what he had was not a human cancer. What he had was tapeworm cancer. Mm. How is this possible? Turns out um, he had a tapeworm and he didn't know about it. Um, he had a rep repressed immune system. Um, he, he had HIV. So he had a low immune system and normally your immune system would kill anything that goes in its body that's like a foreign agent like a tapeworm. So I think the tapeworm, part of the tapeworm got into this guy and it traveled through his body and because his immune system couldn't suppress it, it just started... Let me take that back just a second. It wasn't the tapeworm that got in his body. The tapeworm got cancer, and because tapeworms can get cancer, and part of the cancer got into his body from the tapeworm. The tapeworm died from the cancer, but the cancer spread through this dude's body because it was just like little tapeworm 
cancer cells and it just went through his bloodstream and his body didn't get rid of it so it just started growing in other parts of his body it's the first case where any creature that we know of has contracted cancer from another creature like this is super rare super crazy we didn't think it was possible um everyone in the room who must have said saw that it was the tapeworm must have just absolutely started screaming in my opinion like how, how do you take that it's not like huh interesting it's like blood curdling oh my freaking god Oof. how is this possible that's no good that's no good at all it's no good um but to me it is fascinating like as much as it's tragic absolutely insane um that that is something that can happen um there is no there's no hook or beat to that i just thought it was interesting or so i thought i would bring it up from a scientific standpoint no cute words no reinventing don't like anything don't like it no no that's called awful awful <laughs> we got a party salamander and we got the fucking worst we got the worst Oof. my apologies you know sometimes they're good Oof. sometimes they're bad sometimes things interest me and i bring to the show and it's like well that's interesting alex that you would find that interesting um and um, sometimes it's say, party genesis say, <laughs> when the podcast dies um somebody's gonna be left with a party salamander someone else will be left with tapeworm cancer <laughs> So I uh, treat us right. Treat us right. That's all treat I'm saying. Right. You don't want to be the person with the tapeworm cancer. That's what we will bequeath to you if you don't treat us right. <laughs> I don't Brad. know what that means, but maybe you should just start trying to figure it out, people. <laughs> Brad, back during the um, the mid 1700s. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember. You remember? Mm-hmm. Interesting. We'll we'll follow up on that in a second. Um, it was very it was popular because books were really expensive back then, and while again super expensive very hard no, i wouldn't say hard to come by necessarily but there it was a it was a, a fad i'm gonna say fad it may have been something i maybe that's just the word i struggle to find uh, maybe it was popular to uh have your family buy a big kind of like almanac not like the farmer's almanac but more of like a a one edition encyclopedia of just practical information to have around um, just in case, about around a whole lot of subjects. Um, sure. I know they kind of started out with math, weirdly enough, in Europe. Uh, there was one called The Instructor, written by a name named George Fisher. Um, that was kind of, that was one of these catch-all manuals. Um, let's see, there was, the, I'm going to read here from the article that talks about it. it. It talked about the alphabet so that you could learn to read, basic arithmetic. It had recipes in it. It had information on how to take care of your horse's hooves. Practical, everyday information. Uh, kind of like a, a proto-encyclopedia for the masses. Um, so Benjamin Franklin, you know that guy, one of the one of the founding fathers, Benjamin Franklin, um, saw this book in Europe and was like, well, that's a cool trend. I'm going to take this book and copy it and sell it here in the States to other people. Because why not? These frontier, men, these frontier people, these people in the colonies need a book like this. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take part of it and I'm just going to, I'm going to take out the parts I don't like and add some stuff in I think that the Americas really want. So he did it. Um, let's see. He, 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 he he took out some of the parts, uh, but he added things that were about the history of uh, the colonies. He also added parts from a medical journal um, because he thought that some of the medical, that, that you'd need medical field, medical stuff, basic stuff um, when you're out and about in the wilderness of the frontier. 
Um, there was a lot of stuff in there. Uh, part of the stuff he took it from was a medical textbook uh, called Every Man's Own, uh, Every Man His Own Doctor, uh, A Poor Planner's Physician was the name of the book that he just took other parts from and put in this book that he eventually got together and sold. Uh, wild, no real copyright stuff back then. I mean, who's gonna, who's gonna say anything? They're all the way in Europe. I'm over here in the States. I can do whatever I want, cobble together my own encyclopedia. Um, so one of the stuff in, in there, medically, that they tried to tell you about was like what happens if you have like these minor illnesses, basic stuff you can find out and about uh, that might be growing that can help you with certain things, um, how to get rid of, you know, gout, how to suppress fever, and also uh, what, what, what you should do if uh, someone in your family, a woman in your family, has a suppression of the courses. And Brad, do you know what do you know what the suppression of the courses meant back then? If she's a suppression of the courses, I I don't know. No. Um, I, suppression of the courses meant your menstruation cycle. So what if suddenly? Wait a minute, I'm late on the frontier. What should you do to make sure the courses start back up again? And a baby isn't made from this. Man, that is a roundabout way of getting that. I was like, I like, I was like, wait, are we what? <laughs> Suppression of the course? Like, I, look, old time speak, mid seventeen hundreds. Oh, you come down with a suppression of the courses? Oh. Um, wait, I'm um, suppress. Okay, so that's it's like a double negative. I don't, I don't like it. There's a part of the book that explains it. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking with the grammar section. But like the fact that they would refer to that as the a court, like, oh, how's your courses? See, that going? part makes sense. But I was in like depression. I was like, well, like, so what are we talking like menopause or something? Does did they think like baby? Well, I, mean, I guess in their mind, baby, baby suppressed it. I don't know. It is a weird, strange way to present that. Yeah. Uh, courses stop. So essentially, it was yeah. It was just like, hey, on the frontier, if you don't want to have a baby, here's all the ways that we can think of that you can not have a baby um here's some herbicides that we know now are actually can be pretty effective at you know early stage abortion stuff other contraceptives you can use to make sure that you don't have your courses suppressed widely available and no one batted a fucking eye because, because they were like texas yeah. wasn't a state yet <laughs> true i mean there were a lot of states that weren't on the map yet yeah, in yeah. The texas and oklahoma all of them really but and uh tennessee and florida had been in the mix proper nope Nope. Hey, get, get, hey, hey, poor, hey, poor Richard. Uh, um, hey, hey, Rich Dick says no. Rich they're, they're... Dick trumps poor Richard. Get that almanac out of here. <laughs> it, it was apparently fairly common, and it wasn't just Benjamin Franklin's book. A lot of them talked about, hey, if you want to have an abortion, here's how you have an abortion. I mean, that was um, very important information for Benjamin Franklin. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely. I mean, he, he insisted that it be put in there in bold letters in its own section. Yeah. Suppression of the courses of Benjamin 101. Benjamin Franklin was playing his own game trying to play salamander games. <laughs> Not as successful. Not as smart as those little Not salamanders. Not as successful. No. He, he, he probably did create some new diseases, though. Hmm. But didn't, didn't, uh, didn't was not able to no well that's just because he didn't know how to party like a salamander does mm, true true there's a reason why party genesis is done by these unisexual mole salamanders and not the founding father benjamin franklin <laughs> um so there there you have that scientists or behavioral scientists tried to see if they're um if they stumbled onto something um so they did a they did a research study um they took groups of people and they put them in a room and they forced them to solve a puzzle. Hey guys, here's a puzzle. You guys can put your heads together. Uh, see if you can figure it out, you know? Um, 
Just so you know, there's open bowls of snacks here if you want to have any snacks while you're trying to figure out the puzzle. No big deal. Gross. Um, so we're going to go out and then let you guys solve the puzzle. Let us know when you're when you're done. So these people got together and they tried to solve these puzzles, Brad. Um, twist part, unsolvable puzzle. Absolute nonsense. Puzzles that could not be solved and not readily understood that they could be solved. Just things that looked incredibly complex. Things that these people tried to solve and were like, uh, we give up. But the length to which they continued to try to solve the puzzle depended upon what snacks were in the room. I wish it was something branded. Like, I wish this was a study that, like, Oreo or, like, Doritos, <laughs> any type. I, I really wish this was a study that, sadly, it was not. Did you know that if you're doing a shitty puzzle, like, yeah. you'll keep doing it if you have a Hydrox in front of you? Well, but if you got the cookie Oreo, for shitty puzzles. But, but if you've got an Oreo, like, you'll get out of <laughs> there and say, no thanks. Fuck this. Give me one of those Oreos, though. Um, so, the people who ate carrots, on average, no group lasted longer than eight minutes. If all you had were crunchy, healthy, nourishing carrots, <laughs> fuck this, we're out. No group lasted longer than eight minutes. I'm shocked that some lasted less than that. Crunch a carrot? Nah, we're not going to solve this. Let's go. But the people who had the cookie spread, just a nice, warm plate full of cookies. Those motherfuckers spent 20 minutes, on average, trying to solve this unsolvable puzzle. Now, to interesting finding, the researchers like, this is interesting. I, we're trying to think Isn't maybe it? food. And, and there's a correlation between like healthy food versus like things that are more comforting to you. Because most people also, don't I eat carrots as a snack, sadly. Well, um, but also, isn't it more of a, I don't know. Like, it seems like if you put in out some carrots is like easy. Whereas like, I don't know, I feel like a cookie, it's, it's more of an, it's generally going to be more expensive. It's going to be mm -hmm. more of an investment. Maybe you're like, oh, fuck, they wouldn't, they put out co cookies for us. Wow. I guess I could give this a little bit more time. Huh. I mean, if somebody just puts out some like carrots or broccoli, it's like, okay, mm. they went and spent two dollars on a like a, like a little fucking bag of carrots. Cool. <laughs> What's this cheap baby carrot nasty root vegetable bullshit? Yeah. Thanks. Fuck this puzzle. I I, I'm, I mean, I just think like I, I love I think carrots. P.S. I'm I'm not gonna eat any of this shit because uh, I'm not, I don't trust food that people put out. Like that's gross. Um, but less trusting of carrots because most carrots are cold and like in a refrigerator when you eat them. Yeah, so like I, to me, that's already they're sitting out. Perhaps maybe they've warmed up. It's like, eh, yeah, I, I mean, don't, like yeah. eh. it's gross. It's gross. It's gross. It's gross. 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 But I feel like the the you're attempting to entertain more with a cookie. Like you've, I mean, I don't know. Maybe these are like the cheapest, shittiest looking cookies ever. And I guess that would make a difference. But I imagine a nice cookie, mm -hmm. like. So I and I, even like a like a, a nice cookie versus any carrot, like it's like somebody put a little bit more. They're putting more of an effort in. I feel like the carrot is almost perfunctory. It's like ah, here's some carrots. So I feel like maybe you feel obliged to put a little more time in. Yeah, it's almost like an afterthought of oh, we needed to get you snacks. Uh, here, here's carrots. Where a cookie's like oh, okay. I and part of me wonders if the reason it look who knows why it took them so long. That's what the researchers like. Oh, it's interesting that this happened. It's not. Um, but to me, I think you may have hit part of it on the head, Brad. Cookies kind of invite more party atmosphere, to carry that metaphor along. Hmm. It's like, oh, cookies? Oh, this is a party. Well, I'll stay for 20 minutes. It's also a kindness. What are you up to? Uh, like, a, yeah. a, like, a carrot, is. it's more of like a, I guess we have to give you some kind of snack because you're going to be in here. Whereas mm -hmm. at least a, a cookie is generosity. Like... 
Cookies can also be eaten by themselves. Sometimes people will only eat carrots if there's dip. Like carrots, I don't know. If you just have serve me raw carrots, okay. You serve me a plate of cookies, all right. Um, so how's everybody doing today? Don't worry about the puzzle, it looks complicated. Let's just chat for 20 minutes. Okay, bye. Carrots, crunch, late. <laughs> Here, here's the question. If they, if they brought out, if they, if they put out some like cheap, like cheap, cheap, I'm talking like $1, like, like bag, like store brand oatmeal cookie. Non-iced, non-iced, standard non hard, non-iced, standard hard oatmeal cookie from the grocery, like the cheap, the cheapest, cheapest bottom shelf, like oatmeal cookie. The ones that are like, wow, I didn't know they still made these. Those oatmeal cookies, if they put out two of those, like on like a paper towel, or they had like a, like a box lunch from like, I don't know, whatever sandwich oh, box, place. lunch, right? They'll be like, there for 40 minutes just eating, chatting. Yeah, yeah. The puzzle, they'll, they'll crumble the puzzle up on the, and just use it as a napkin. Because yeah. you've made a party, you've made a lunch, you've made an experience. Hmm. Those cookies are going to be thrown in the garbage as they exit. They won't even last eight minutes, maybe four minutes. I'm, listen, we're gonna we we got cameras in the we got hidden cameras in the room. We're gonna we're gonna deduct the time they're actually eating the food um, from the experiment. We're just gonna look at how much time they're actually focusing on the puzzle. What do we get then? What do we get then? I mean, there, what can you draw from this study? Like, I'm not 100% sure study, why they- Next study, next study. Okay, w one group has cheap, shitty cookies. Another mm -hmm. one has a sexy salamander. Oh. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Party Genesis is gonna happen. That, sa you know? that salamander's getting pregnant, what's gonna happen. <laughs> I guess if you're throwing a party, but don't want people to stay late, Replace the cookie or whatever free spread with just raw baby carrots. And in eight minutes, everyone will be gone. Maybe. If you want people to leave, don't bring out the cookies. They might stay. What about one of those horses that's good at doing math problems? Oh. Hmm? Clop, clop, clop. Okay, let's see. Oh, four. Okay. Let's see. Does that fit? No, four doesn't work. No, sorry, horse. <laughs> Horse is too busy thinking about those carrots. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're doing the math and the horse is eating a bag of carrots. The carrots help horses. The horses, if you did this with other species of animals, then maybe mm -hmm. the horses would be like, oh, carrots? Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they're in there for 20 minutes before they, you know, trot away. Right, right, right. <laughs> and they just give up and go. It depends. Like one group, you, you put out some carrots. Um, then the other group, you bring out like five different kinds of salamanders. And then... <laughs> I, all I'm saying is, guys, cookies and carrots is a starting place, but if you want to find out what makes people want to solve puzzles, or like, I guess the concept mm -hmm. here is if you have maybe group experiences, because again, you can't just say just because the cookie, the food was the thing that caused it here. I guess what's facilitated, the ideas that a cookie or what things things can facilitate, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe makes you persevere, or maybe makes you smarter to realize a puzzle is is solvable or unsolvable. I think it puts you in a weird environment. Try different foods and go crazy with it. Or as Brad said, multiple salamanders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alex, I, I had a situation last week. Oh, what's up? Um, we had a presentation at work from an outside company. Okay. Um, and they were just talking about their business and what they do. Um... And it was, it's for the whole company, you know, we had like a, like a weekly meeting thing and this one we just happened to have this person come in and talk about their company and, you know, they were talking okay. about some you know, different things and, and 
it's all on, you know, it's like, it's, you know, all virtual, of course, you know, we're all just logged in, you know. Um, and they started off with a get-to-know-you situation bullshit. Right. And like, hey, why doesn't everyone introduce themselves? Tell, say, um, what your position is in the company, like what your name is, and uh, something you know that you're uh, really excited about. Oh, yeah, whatever, one of those things. Alex, we're on like a video call with seventy people plus, over seventy people. Wow. And like, and like, just just put in the chat. Just put in the chat. The the chat is like like people start doing like I first of all I think it's embarrassing that anyone did I guess it would have been more embarrassing if no one did it but like <laughs> for the next like eight minutes my phone is just bing 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 vibrating my my watch is like vibrating my wrist like I'm I'm like I gotta charge everything now because like I've just had like five <laughs> minutes of notifications for people like responding to this it's very weird yeah that's nuts. Then, like, it, it, like, it just kept going. It kept going weird. Like, so, after this, she's explaining, like, the company, and there's this elaborate metaphor of, like, it's like a pizza. Oh, I'm like, God. okay, all right, whatever. And she's, and, like, you know, there's all the different parts of the pizza. And she's, like, you know, it's going through this, me- this strained <laughs> metaphor. It, it, like, goes on. Like, she comes... Like, every once in a while, I think we're gonna get away from the metaphor. And then it just, like, dips back in for a second. I'm like, oh, God, we're back to the pizza bullshit? And, like, first of all, this fool doesn't know how to make a pizza. Because, like, it was a crazy... Like, it was like, first you start with a crust. And I was like, wait a minute. Stop right there. What? What do you mean you start with a crust? What? Where Did you go to the crust store? What are we talking about? What are you talking about? It's called dough, first of all. Um, and that's its own fucking process. Like, it's probably the most important process. Like, we're talking, we gotta talk about yeast. We gotta talk about rise times. Like, what do you mean you start with the crust? No, you don't. You don't even get the crust until after the pizza's finished. Crust doesn't <laughs> exist until the pizza's cooked. So no, you don't start with the crust. That's physically impossible. I mean, it starts with the idea. It starts with the appetite for pizza. And then from it there, you must gather the ingredients. You know how when you, you know, okay, you know how you make a pizza. First, you get a bunch of pizza crusts. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, is this like cube baking where you start with breadcrumbs? That's not how you make things. <laughs> so you start with the crust. I'm like, oh, already. I'm like, no, no, you don't. So, and it goes on. For, and then she's like, and then we start putting all the things on. And it's like, and she's explaining how it comes. Like, all this. Like, yeah. She's Ingredients like, you mean, ma'am? I'm sorry. It's like the cheese and the cheese is like what this part does and then you've got like pepperoni pepperoni is like this and like uh yeah you forgot the sauce bing bing she forgot the sauce bing (laughs) so alex here's how you make a pizza okay first you first start with the crusts okay you don't um then you put the things on there's cheese there's sauce uh, there's pepperoni, there's sausage, there's peppers, there's mushrooms, there's pineapple, there's... Uh, hey, some people like pineapple, some people don't. Uh, but first of all, ma'am, I understand that people like to make a joke about pineapple on pizza. It's a real fun thing for people that don't know how to have fun. Um, like, pretend to have... that. That's like an argument that exists, as opposed to being an option of things you can put on pizza like everything else. But no one is suggesting that you put pineapple with peppers Mm. and pepperoni and sausage and mushrooms and pineapple on a pizza. Like, that's insane. 
That literally, no one has suggested that. So, I, I'm real sorry for your accounting team, but apparently they don't belong with your company. <laughs> um, pre, I, think, I think accounting was pineapple. I don't know. It was weird. Um... And then, of course, then you then you've got to then you've got to put on the spices. What is this metaphor serving? The spices. Why? The spices. I I yeah. mean, like oregano, pepper, salt, <sighs> garlic like, powder. I wouldn't. I, what spices? I I wouldn't say spices. Yeah. Say herbs. Tamaric. Uh, uh, I don't know. It was it was very odd and like. It was very spices bad. is is really weird. Yeah, like, spices. I don't... You know, you start with a crust, then you put some pepperoni, onions, mushrooms, peppers, and pineapple on. Then you throw spices. Never get the sauce on the top, but just of all of that. I mean, a sauce did come Ooh. after cheese. Sauce That's was weird. after like I. So I don't know if we're making a deep dish Chicago style. I don't know what's happening. You got maybe deep, deep dish with pineapple. Like, what are we talking about? Ma'am, like, you aren't making a pizza. I don't know what you're... You are a raccoon. That's what's happening. <laughs> you are a raccoon. What came after um, spices? Was there, like... Did she extend it to, like, now you put it in the oven? But it has I, to preheat. Like, I'm just imagining uh, this spiraling in all kinds of yeah, weird ways. Yeah, oven did come back later at some point. Uh, it was one of those times where I thought we'd gotten away from it. Um, but somewhere in the middle of all that... Um, and I was just already losing my goddamn mind. Um, she decided to tell us a feel-good story... Um, no. From a company. <laughs> no, it's a feel-good story, Alex. Don't you want to hear a feel-good story? Speaking of uh, spice, feel-good story. Here's uh, a feel-good story. Here's a feel-good story. All right, let's um, all get there together, was, guys. Uh, there was a 95-year-old man who signed up for one of our debt management programs, and now, right now, he's on track to be debt-free two months before his 100th birthday. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Isn't that great? By the time he's a hundred, he'll be debt free. Uh, I'm don't know sorry? if that's a feel good story. I like what? Are you, what are you like? Do you hear yourself? It just reminds me that the pizza oven has caught the whole house on fire. I don't oh. like it's all burning down, and yeah, this man may down, not live to a hundred. To hey, be honest, hey, listen, you, you, and some of your family members were able to get out of the house, and yeah, it's going to cost you a lot to get back on your feet, but. Once you take on all that debt and you're 95 years old, our company can help craft a debt management plan so that you will pay back your debt before you turn 100. I mean, enjoy your golden years. <laughs> there are so many questions. 95, not working, definitely not working. No. So whatever sources of income they have, how can he pay down? What debt could he have that it would take five I, years to pay off that he would be able to? It must be like a very small amount of debt, right? I mean, For who him knows? To, unless he's like got bank, and in which case, just pay off the loan. Like, I don't... Well, here's my thought. If, you, if you're like, if you're 95 and like you can get, you can take on debt, like, yeah, take on debt. Like, odds are you're going to die before you have to pay it back. I don't know oh, why you're yeah. worried with a debt management program. Maybe The only reason I can imagine you take on a debt management program is if you've taken on so much debt, you're, like, being sued. And you're, like, like I don't know, up, like, forced by a court to get into a debt management program or something. Um, like, hey, That's hey, a listen, more realistic idea. We're, okay, we're going to allow this bankruptcy, but you're going to have to enter this debt management program. <laughs> if Because this is shifty. 
I mean, if you're at 95 and someone has given you a loan that they knew would take you past the 95 to pay off, it's wiped. Just like, nah, that was you being I, stupid, old, old company. People, old people shouldn't have debt. No one should, like, yeah. old people should not, like, no. You, I, I, There's no feel-good story about a 95-year-old man paying off debt till he's almost 100. Like, I mean, that, I, that shows the system is broken and stupid and... It's psychotic. Like, yeah. the, the, the entire community should come together to pay off this man's debt hmm. and, like, burn down his creditors. Like, find them in their homes and burn them, burn their homes down with them inside. So is this supposed to be a feel-good story from, like, a, a bank perspective? I guess... Because Brad's living the banker life, and I guess if you were like super invested in the concept of banking, then maybe to you, maybe, and this is a big stretch, because the first thing you told me, because you've told me this story, Brad and I talked about this during the week, my first thought was, nope, system's broken, this is horrible, no 90-year-old should ever have to do this. the same things yeah. Brad and I just said. But I'm trying to think of a situation where she thought it was a good idea to tell the story and didn't realize that it would send most people into a panic of, oh my God, that's horrible. Like, it's like, it's such a bad, like, again, this person is, this is the worst presentation I have ever experienced in my life. Like, on all fronts, from the 70 people introducing themselves in a chat, and keep this in mind as well. When she says introduce yourself in the chat, she's doing the presentation. Therefore, she's not able to read the chat at the time. So people oh. are doing these introductions for each other. And we work together. We don't need the introductions because we could communicate with each other at any given moment. Yeah. Well, who is this? Like, it's the worst presentation. I mean, if you want to do like, if you want to be like, oh, we have a debt management program in our company, and uh, here's how, and here's the great thing about it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like, um, Susie was worried that she wouldn't be able to have enough money to help her kids go to college, um, and she had she taken up so much debt because little Billy had gotten sick. Uh, but we helped her restructure her debt, and she was able to pay off all the medical bills, and now her daughter's gonna be the first in the family to go to college, and I. And she's debt free and is not gonna have. I don't know. You can make a feel good story about like a debt restructuring plan, like if you want to, but like, much like your stupid pizza analogy, 95 year old man clawing his way out of debt. At, at, the, at the age of 99 is not a feel-good story. No. Feel-good would have been the bank or the creditors been like, you know what? It's gone. Goodbye. Here's actually hey, more hey, money. Here's actually, money no, to yeah. you. No, here's here's the way you do your feel-good bullshit story. It's like, hey, uh, yeah, I had all this this debt. Um, debt. The creditors were like calling all hours of the day. They were stressed out about it. And we helped uh, take that on, turn it into one lump payment. Uh, we got off the creditors off the back, off their back. And we actually were able to reduce the rate by X percent. Because that's how hmm. fucking debt restructuring works. Like, yeah. you, like you, you, they, they lose a little money. You save a little bit of money. It all works out. You could make that a story if like, cause you're selling your fucking company's program they have. Like, I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention. Like, uh, like <laughs> but like, they this is- lost you at all the pizza metaphor. You're like, fuck this. Yeah, this is also like three, this is like five levels away from anything I interact with in my job. Like this, this company that we associate with that does something for somebody. Like I'm, it's, I'm not, I'm not connected to it. It doesn't really matter, affect me. So, but like you could do, you could make, you could possibly do this. It could be done.
on. But this lunatic is like making the worst presentation I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, friend. It was wild. I mean, things at corporate, like corporate level, big meetings like that could go either way. But I've never heard anything that crazy. I've never no. experienced anything that crazy. Like three insane things in a 45 minute meeting. I can't. I, I, I'd never heard of it. No, it's no good. One of the more interesting tactics I've seen when a meeting starts, and not when there's 70 people, but I guess the icebreaker that I've seen that is... It's meant to bring people into the meeting because um, you don't want to have like a social faux pas of not like paying attention at the beginning of a meeting, which I, I can understand to a point. But it's the, all right, there's like 25 of us here and we don't know each other. Let's just all go around the room. Like I'll, I'll call on someone, introduce yourself, and then you call on someone and we'll work Ugh. through everyone. So then you have to have the mental game of I have to have... I have to refinagle my chats to make sure I'm seeing everyone in the chat and I'm keeping track of who's being called on because I might be called on and if you're the person that says, I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention, you're supposed to feel some sort of shame. I've never seen it actually bring shame to anyone, but there's that, because everyone else is like, well, yeah, this is crazy. I Obviously, you don't have to keep up with everyone's, there's 20 plus people here. That's that's hard to do. If there's seven people in a meeting, okay, it'd be really weird if you were paying attention and we get you, but 20? 25? You can't, no, you can't. That's too many people to try this on. Oh, that's, that sounds like hell. It is. <laughs> I've experienced it many times, and I'm like, ugh. There was, there was one per, well, I won't, we don't have to go into all that, but I, I, I don't know, man. That is the is the craziest thing that I've experienced in these meetings, not wild pizza uh, analogies and, or I guess metaphors and. Um, but I, I think the easy way out of that, especially because if, if it's on like, you know, like video, um, you're like, oh, sorry, I had to step away for a call for a second. Um, there you go. Sorry, who's, who's, I, did you go, Susan, did you go? No? Ah, oh, you already went? Ah, all right, Ted, Ted, go ahead. See, I, I love that Brad's immediately just like spinning it of like, oh, like covering it up. Oh, wait, yeah. what? Oh, sorry, I stepped away. That's the that's the easiest thing to do. I've never even thought of that. I, I would I would be like, I, I just forgot. Now, Brad, you've given yeah. me the out. You've given all of us the out. So, oh, I'm sorry, so sorry. Somebody, like, so, disconnected slightly. Somebody just stepped slightly. in my office for yeah, a second. Just, yeah. Can you guys hear I, me now? Sorry, I, my mic. I, I think I was on mute uh, there for a second. Ah, crap. Yeah. Ah, I don't ugh. know who all went. You? No, you? I mean, the only place that would fail is if you, like, repeatedly started calling on people that um, had been called on before. Because after the third person, it will look a little weird. But hopefully you get it in the first two. Did you? Okay, maybe you. Nice. Thanks for that out, friend. Yeah, yeah. It, listen, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Like, like, don't, don't fucking, don't let them cower you. If they try that next time, you go out of your way to lie to their face. <laughs> on principle. On principle. Um, call on the person that called on you. Just, <laughs> just to show them up. That is, that's next level boldness, friend. Yeah. No, I'm the one that called you. All oh, right, right, right. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> oh, but, huh? Go ahead. That would be hilarious. Take it right back to them, because then they, I guess, <laughs> yeah. they, depending on the individual, they might be like, well, I've already gone, but I guess so-and-so hasn't. Like, they would pass the baton did you, for though? you. But did you, though? I guess I could reiterate. I, let me just do it again to make sure, and then that person. Cool. I'm going to go take a call. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck y'all. But we're on a call. Hmm. Got another one. Not listening. <laughs> just. Sorry, I'm just on this really weird call. 
Oh, was I not muted? Sorry, sorry. Forgot to mute. Forgot to mute. Sorry, it's just a waste of time. It doesn't really matter. Oh, sorry, forgot to mute again. Still forgot. Kept forgetting. Always forgetting. Since since we're on the the, the trail of like technology and meetings, mm-hmm. um, Apple recently did its its year developer yearly developer conference where they unveiled some new stuff, some neat new fast computers and some tech. Um, they've in, they've got a new system to where in the new Mac OS you can seamlessly and like almost instantaneously have your phone, your uh, iPhone, become a webcam for your computer. And you can buy this really weird looking stand that can prop up on a monitor or on your computer uh, screen on your laptop. Um, you hook your phone to it, it's magnetic, you pop it up and it uses your back cameras so that you have like a really good webcam. Um, 12 megapixels, all that fine, all the cool like bokeh effects you do behind you, any special effect in there. Like it's, this is, it, it's actually pretty impressive, but they have another feature on it where it uses the wide angle lens, the ultra wide angle lens on the back of almost every, well, every phone I think they offer now to allow you to, they do some weird computation like machine learning in the back so that it can use that lens to not only get you in the picture, but also kind of do double where it's your face, but then we can see your desk with that uh, lens. So they basically have a bird's eye view of right in front of your desk. Like, so that you could in theory, like, I, well, one, if it's on your laptop, show your hands touching your keyboard, I guess. Or you could be like, hey, let me draw it out for you. And then you'd be like, here, blah, blah, and let's do this. Or you could show them a card trick. I don't know if I would ever want that for business or especially like a remote business call. Like how would, how would that, I mean, you, some people are more tactile and they would prefer to have like paper and pen. Let me just sketch this out, but it's not digital. Like you're not, you're basically just giving them a video to, I don't know. I did not see neat, cool technology that you developed this. And it must be like insane levels of like, there must be crazy algorithms going behind this to use one lens to capture both images. Just the processing power. That's really weird. I don't. Weird flex. When would I use this? Other than being a magician and like doing like uh, magic for your, for, for people online. Hey, let me do some weird sleight of hand card trick here. Or like maybe gambling, like where'd it go? Alex, what if, okay, what if you're on a call, like, let's say you're a reporter, you're on a call, and your name's Jeffrey Tubin. Okay. (laughs) That's one scenario. (laughs) For, for the lady that was doing the online thing for you, she could bring in cool visuals of, it's, offices are like a pizza, and she could bring in the dough and, like, literally make a pizza in front of you. One of those things. Maybe? I don't know. I wouldn't want, there's nothing on my desk for you to see. Um podcasting i don't know maybe if you do okay gaming like when we did our gaming session maybe that would be a way uh like board games or like card games better than magicians like you don't want to facilitating magicians to do tricks get out of here why did you build this technology we don't want to encourage magicians fuck off apple um they did use magicians as an example by the way the guy was like i can show my nephew a card trick and he like fanned out Uh -uh. cards you're like hang it up hang it up no just no. Done. No. But playing card games, sure. Playing chess with someone, I don't know. I could see that before most other things. Because again, why would you want to show someone your desktop? Like your physical desktop? It seems yeah, that's, weird. That's very odd. I don't like that. It's coming. Mm. Um, on the subject of magicians. Oh wow. Okay. Um, you know, we talked about uh, we talked about uh, a fringe last time. I bet. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, I, I actually saw one more French show. Oh, really? Um, because they had a digital French where you could watch like a pre-recorded um, video of some shows the week after French. You could buy a thing, and so uh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was it was neat. It was neat, and like it honestly, like I mean, obviously, you know, you're recording a theater. It's not like the greatest, but it was honestly better than I expected. Like it, as far as quality goes, like there were some things that weren't perfect, but it's live theater being recorded. What's what you get? But the sound was overall pretty good. We saw a production of Les Misérables. Abba. Okay. Sorry, Le Miserabba, Le Miserabba. <laughs> okay. Le Miserabba. Le Miserabba. So it's Le Mis, but with the music of Abba. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was Waterloo Ooh. used? Because that would. That would be was, interesting. It was well. It was it was set in contemporary times. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. That's a lot of stuff you're mixing together. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. How do you make a French show? We'll take th- like three or four things that may not be related. Uh, Les Mis. Everyone loves Les Mis. Tragic. Cried cried like a baby when I read it and watched the movie as a kid. Abba. Modern times. It was. It was. It was confusing. Of course. Uh, wildly confusing. Uh, overall confusing. Also terrible. Of course. On all fronts. Like the casting was weird. The vocal quality not great. Mm-hmm. Some people okay. A lot of people not so much. Like the not majority like the of the shanty. large chorus not so good. <laughs> Fontaine very bad. Very bad. Also her wig very bad. <laughs> very bad. They're, right, they're trying. It's a fringe festival. They all can't uh, yeah. be like awesome and bangers like the sea shanties and the the other one you mentioned, like the Adams Family oh. inspired one. Um, there's an Adams Family. Well, the, the emo one. I'm sorry. In my mind, I had drawn correlations between something similar to the Adams Family. I had mentioned oh, that. Oh, 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 like yeah. The, okay, yeah, yeah. Not, not. The not, brother not was Adams dead family. to begin with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. You know the one. <sighs> I, I do now. I do now. Uh, but yeah, this fucking show was bonkers. Like, like so shockingly confusing. Like, it it, it required you to a no lay Miz. You had you definitely had to know what you were looking for to try to work out what the story was. Now, because let me let me ask this question: Did you have to know lay Miz the story as in the book or lay Miz as in the the musical? Um, I. I I don't know. I I mean, there's not much of a difference. Like, there's like of the overall story, you could know. I, I would either. say the musical adds. I mean, I think it enriches some of the story in a way. But there, there's definitely some stuff in the musical that I would say extends certain things, or that. But it, that doesn't matter. It's it's fine. Just yeah. you have to have a general idea of the story you have itself. To, you have to have an idea of what you're looking for. Um, and I would say, pr- yeah, probably it probably leans more towards the musical, just because of like the kookiness of the Tenardiers, which is that's more the musical. It's also like probably the worst part of the musical, or the best part, depending. <laughs> Depending on your mood, it's either, oh, like, that's really fun, or, oh, God, that's really annoying. So, uh, in this one, it was very awkward and very weird. Uh, But, so, basically, there's a guy that owns a nightclub, and his boyfriend cheats on him. Okay. So he kicks him out. 
Um, the boyfriend that cheats is Javert. Uh, and, um, the guy that owns the nightclub is Jean Valjean. By the way, it was like 15 huh? minutes into, yeah. So it's a while before you, cause the whole time you're like, okay, who's who supposed to be? I can tell the girl that does too many drugs is probably supposed to be Fontaine, I yeah. guess. And she's wearing this wig. So I'm like, oh, at some point they're gonna have to like shave her head or something. They don't, she just wears a stupid wig. Mostly, most likely so that she can be in the chorus after she dies, which I, she, I guess she dies from too much partying. Um, hmm. I don't know. And uh, it's weird. And so... Partied the wrong way. <laughs> and she's like, oh, John, I have a daughter. You have to go raise her now. She's with my cousins. Why does John have to raise her? Why aren't your cousins yeah. raising her? Also, like, why don't they call an ambulance? <laughs> why are you dying of, of having a good time? This is weird. Also, why is Javert here? Also, what is this show? <laughs> So modern times, do they get to like the French Revolution part or? Oh yeah, yeah. Cause I was like, oh God, I was like really worried. Like what, what are they going to have instead of the French Revolution? A civil war and Americans, does it take place in America or no. does it take place in France? No, it's, it's in America, like current, okay. current times. And in Florida. So, Not, no offense, friend. I... For, well, for better and for worse. Um, instead of French Revolution, uh, there's a Black Lives Matter protest. So, okay. yeah, that could be really cringy or it could be, okay, at least, at least you're trying to do something. I mean, if you've already changed the characters enough to where uh, two lovers who own a nightclub are separated, not because one stole a loaf of bread, are, are like, escaped. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, they're, yeah all bets yeah, are no off. We're no longer like, talking about, like, a media mediation on justice and, like... Very loosely like, based on yeah. Miz. And so loose! So do they still loose. do the Jean Valjean song? song? Like Alex, all the songs are ABBA songs. Just making sure, because they, Les Mis and as a musical you, has some wonderful music. You may you might think to yourself, wow, so they're gonna do like a little bit of like an ABBA song and kind of change the lyrics. Well, what they're gonna do is like a full ABBA song. No, because like, it doesn't seem like they cut any of the songs down. It's like most of the songs are like, why is this song still going on? They're still singing this song. It's basically you're they're they're putting little bits of plot in between doing ABBA songs that are loosely connecting the scenes of Les Mis that are hard to work out unless you know the story of Les Mis. Because you're like, wait, what's happening? Why is she there? Who's this? Oh, I know this girl's Eponine because she's wearing the same hat that Leah Salonga wore in the, in the Broadway show. So that's definitely Eponine. Like, I don't know what's happening. It's very weird. A jukebox musical it, gone horribly wrong. And so then we do a time jump, obviously. And, mm -hmm. and so now little Cosette's grown up. And we know because uh, Valjean is wearing glasses now to prove that he's older, even though Valjean, the guy playing Valjean is like maybe 20. So he's now 20 and wearing glasses. So you know he's, he's an adult now. Hmm. I mean, you know he's an old man now. And so instead of like saving Marius, you know, um, from from by getting him through the sewers during, you know, a French Revolution battle, uh, mm -hmm. basically before like one of the Black Lives Matter rallies, he um, he's like, hey, you know, this these uh, these protests are getting pretty crazy. Maybe you should just go home. And he's like, thanks, man. And on to the next song. And then later it's like, you saved my life that night. What did you do? You told him to like go home from a protest? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> here huh 
So you wouldn't recommend overall? I mean, it depends. You haven't mentioned any of the ABBA song, like what what was played oh, again, where. I, I don't know. Like, does it, I, I, it doesn't matter, does it? I, I vaguely recognized enough of them to be like, yeah, okay, I've heard, I, I recognize that song. I don't know the names of ABBA songs, so don't know. Uh, but there's ABBA songs, and it's it's to weird. make this to make this even remotely like fly. Because you've got, you're already alienating Les Mis and ABBA fans because you're not doing enough of both, or not doing one. Of, to me, if it's jukebox musical, you at least have to nail the music. And you're saying it was bad, like just not a good showing yeah, across the board. Because they just weren't very good. And you're not really adapting Les Mis at all in a good way. All right, wow. so it's like the thin thread that puts all these songs together isn't holding up and is strange. So if they did deep ABBA cuts everyone's lost. No one yeah. likes the show. It, it has to be the most popular of popular. I, I would say that the only good way to watch this is the way we watched it. Um, in the privacy, in the privacy of our homes, mm-hmm. talking shit the whole time. Inebriated? <laughs> Not enough. Okay. But still like eh, a little loose and then like making no. fun of it the whole time. Cool. Yeah. Definitely I, the best way to watch this show. How it was intended to be watched. Yeah. I mean, honestly, could could have been because I have a metric fucking ton of these fucking Fucking uh, um, gummies. Uh, this uh, bullshit uh, uh, Delta 8 gummies. They're not bullshit. They're very good and very strong, but oh. it's, it's baby, baby drugs. It's baby drugs. It's drugs for babies. But I have to, because I inadvertently, instead of like ordering two jars of them, I inadvertently ordered subscription. And then oh. a couple weeks ago, I got two more jars. And now I have a lot of these. So. Could have, could have, could have enjoyed it more. Could have enjoyed it more. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. A, a very. Did you, did you watch anything else from the French in this way? Because I can sure no, this would be this a is, very bizarre way. This show would not be the best one yeah. to see. This would be in the best format. one to see like this. This was oh, okay, the best okay, to see okay. in this format. I wouldn't live would have been too. If awkward. I had to see it live, where I couldn't, where I just had to like hold my hand over my face and be like, oh no, what are they doing? Oh, they didn't hit that note. Oh, that would have been hard. That would have been hard. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, it was something. It was something. Have you watched anything else uh, of note recently? God, I wish I'd have watched something as interesting as... I mean, even as bad as a train wreck that sounds, that sounds like a fun time to, like, sit down and just experience with friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, My daughter rediscovered the Muppet Babies, the cartoon. Nice. In season three, I didn't realize this, but they introduced a lot more characters, not just Skeeter and Scooter, um, but also... um, I forget his name, but the Blue Hawk guy, Sam, Sam the Eagle. Eagle. Yeah. Among others. It's it's very interesting. And it, they do place it. She loves it. So she rediscovered nice. that and has lost all memory of it. She was like, I used to watch this as a kid. I was like, yeah, like two years ago. You, but you're fine. You're a tiny child. Um, Joey and I have been watching Obi-Wan, like the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which is what it is. It's fun. And... I started watching The Boys again. Uh, the Boys is uh, they're incredibly based on a graphic novel. It's about superheroes gone wrong or like a different adaptation of like a more, quote, realistic superhero experience. And that's come back. And it's it's fun and good. Um, still incredibly graphic um, and incredibly disturbing, but in an entertaining way um, for the most part. Nice. So pretty solid across there. I know I've watched other random things, but cannot off the top of my head remember them. Have you watched Chippendale? Yes, we did watch Chippendale. That's a delight. I meant to bring this. I meant to bring this up on the last podcast, but forgot. I did as um, well. 
So my kids watched it. My daughter kind of lost interest halfway through. She's a kid, and sometimes that happens. But Joey hang- hung with it and was like very interesting and enjoyed it. Yeah, I think they both really enjoyed it. She came back eventually. Like she left for thirty minutes and then came back at the end and had lots of questions, but was enjoyed it. I'm assuming that you enjoyed it as well. Oh yeah, yeah, it was a fun time. Um, I was surprised. I didn't realize that John Mulaney was like one of the chipmunks until like I heard his voice and was like, that's John Mulaney. Interesting. Uh, and that's Andy Sandberg, I think. I don't. Cool. But an interesting way to kind of take with the premise. And I loved the appearance of some of the characters. I don't know how much you want to get into any of it here, but because um, I mean, it's Chip and Dell. I don't know how much you can. I mean, there's not much to spoil or do. I, it was no, just I a fun think, adaptation. I don't think there's anything to spoil. <laughs> like it's there's no. No, it was a fun ride. Fun ride. Super fun, yeah. Have you have you watched anything else, friend? Or um, have I? Wa- um, are you watching uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds? No, it's not very yet, good. Anyway, it's very good. Very good. I'll just say the last episode was kooky. It was fucking kooky, and it was kooky. Great. You say, yeah, but no, this is great. It's 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 great. It, like it, like I feel like I feel like it, this is on track to be the best Star Trek. Really? Yeah, it's just a fun time. I have heard that. Yeah, it's getting back to the, like track base track basics. Where, it's, um, it's like it's like a little the best of everything. It's really good. It's a good time. It's a good time. And the last one was fucking kooky. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I I had Paramount Plus to watch Star Trek, and I dropped it because I just wasn't watching. I it was in the middle of me preparing to move, and I was like, I don't have time for this right now. And the only reason I have this is for Star Trek. There's nothing else on Paramount Plus I want to watch. Of course. Um. So. I've thought about bringing it back, and I got an email from them. I, I don't think this was a spam, or this wasn't like a scam. Mm-hmm. But essentially, they were doing a hybrid thing of, hey, if you there's a special plan we're going to let you try. For the for a low price, you can get Paramount Plus. Plus, it's like plus a bigger plus sign, I guess. So you get all of Paramount Plus, but then you mm-hmm. also get uh, certain movies that are in the theaters at home, and also a movie ticket to go see other movies, and they give you a selection. <laughs> so it's like, all right, here's the ones that are in theaters that we'll show you right now, or we're just in theaters that are brand new before they go out on digital release. Here's those. You can watch any of these, but we're also going to give you a movie ticket, your choice to any of the new stuff that's out there in the theaters of these very specific things. Like, you can you can either go see Top Gun, you can go see Jurassic World. It or, sounds like more of a hassle one. than anything yeah, else. Yeah, very much hassle-ish. Uh, yeah, okay, all you have to do is you take you you take this QR code and you print this and you give them this and then they're going to give you um, a voucher and you can use that voucher on any Tuesday or Thursday morning. If you buy a popcorn, you can also use it on Fridays before 6. And don't forget, you get all of last month and maybe the month before that, those releases. For for a, a 15-day window um, before they're on wide uh, video-on-demand release. After that, you won't have access to those. But if you want, we can give you a coupon so that you can get 20 cents off a digital download. Like, what's happening? This sounds hard. And for the briefest of moments, I was tempted by it until I realized I have to go to the physical theater for some of these things and that it was very complicated. But it seemed like it was like nearly 20 bucks a month for this. So you're, and you already pay, I I think it's also the commercial free tier of Paramount Plus, which let me tell you, commercials on Paramount Plus, garbage. Fuck that. Yeah, that's what I hear. I'm not doing that shit. Um, Listen, I have, I have, this is how you fucking, if you want to have a subscription service, this is how you fucking do it. Um, 
So when um, when Disney Plus came out, it, there was like a, it was like a thing with Verizon. It was like, hey, um, you'll get like six months free, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that, and I did the six months free. And then like right before it was gonna charge again, it was like, hey, um, you're on the highest tier Verizon data plan, so we're gonna start including Disney Plus for free with your with Very your nice. thing. So I'm like, oh, okay, well I'm locked in, and like now like. I, like at one point I thought, oh maybe I could like lower my data, which now I can't because I have re- shitty Wi-Fi at work, um, so I need mm. that data. So I'm st- I'm gonna be on it anyway. But there was a time where I thought, um, especially when I was working from home, I was like, do I need a like a higher data limit right now? I can drop that down for a couple of months, you know, after horror nights uh, when I'm not in the parks a lot. But then I was like, oh, but I'm getting free Disney Plus, so might as well might as well keep it. That's how you fucking do it. Bundle it into something else, dummies. Start making those deals with Verizon. It's, I mean, yeah, the Verizon stuff is interesting. Um, and there's other things to do that. I, we have it through Apple mm-hmm. and the services we got it through there. And it's just whatever it is. Um, but I also have don't don't have a high data plan where we'd start to get those kind of deals. But maybe it's something to look into. Um, Paramount Plus does not have that kind of stuff that I'm aware of. Because they're still teen sweets in the market. Yeah. And they're struggling. Besides Star Trek. Yeah, because it's the Star Trek channel. What it's else like, they got? I mean, granted, they, they do have new Star... They have at least one new Star Trek show literally every week, every week forever now. Because they have like 8,000 new Star Trek shows. If you add in and all think, like the, the animated stuff. And they have all of Star Trek there now. Except for, I think, Deep Space Nine? They might have that. Because I think that's still on Netflix through their oh. contract. Everything else left. Because I... I was so they have, every, a, they have everything except like the best Star Trek. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. I know. I was listening uh, to a podcast recently that's one of those that watches the entire part of a series, and they're in a Voyager episode, and they were watching one that I didn't remember but sounded really interesting. So I said, "I'm gonna go see where I can stream this at." And all of the things I have now, I can't stream. It's just on Paramount Plus. Oh, do you which, know where I stream it from? My Plex server, because that's what it's all about. Ooh. What do you mean? Do you have all of them copied? Yeah, I down- yeah I downloaded them all and put them on Plex server. Nice. Well, there you go. It's like all this like chasing. Oh, is this still available? On t- no, not dealing with that shit. No, no. At your fingertips whenever you want it. Yeah. I forget that Plex allows you. I mean, that is a feature that you can enable. Did you download it through Plex or through something else? We don't have to go. No, I know. I know. I, no, I downloaded it like forever ago. Like just like downloaded it illegally. <laughs> just to clarify, illegally. I, yeah. I am sconded D- with it. it. No, I mean, I yeah, I could have like like bought or rented the DVDs and like ripped them. Sure, but I didn't. I illegally Too downloaded them and put them on Plex server. Too much time and effort. I've paid plenty of money to plenty of services over yeah. my life. Like Too fuck much. these media companies. Yeah. Like Fuck make Paramount make Plus your shit make your like, shit available in a reasonable manner. It's too hard to watch your shit. Um, you've watched Stranger Things, right? Yeah. Um, the next season of that comes out in July, or the next part of the season, which is two mm-hmm. episodes. But they're like both two hours long, so it's wow. essentially four episodes that they made into two mini movies. Netflix paid an incredible amount of money for that this season of Stranger Things. So many millions of dollars per episode, like tens of millions of dollars per episode, which is interesting. I mean, it's well done. I, I look forward to it. But did, general thoughts, what were was, your, I what know, did you think? I, it was good. It's good. I liked it. Solid. It's always a solid show. It's good. It is. Um, I saw a preview for the next season because they had like a 30 second, not a 30, I think maybe 15 second like teaser trailer. And some of the stuff they showed it and I was like, how the hell are we getting there? I can't wait. Um, it's exciting. It, it should be a fun time. Nice. Nice. Alex, I, um, you know me. I, you know, I, I like to check in on, on all of our friends. 
Mm-hmm. Like to see what they're up to, see what's going on with all, you know, people all over the place. I like to, you know, check in on our hometown, see what's happening. In ja- I mean, I know, like, you know, uh, I'm not, I, no, no one from Jackson's calling me, so I gotta, I gotta see what's going on there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they'll fucking have a funeral and not invite me. Uh, but I gotta see what's happening in Jackson. I checked in on our dear friend, Mayor Scott Conger. Oh. <laughs> having some normal ones, having a lot of normal ones. Just really having some normal ones. Uh, I went back to see what. So, uh, did he ever say anything more about Bitcoin? Yeah, I did. He's still, he's still, uh, he's still, yeah, he's like, he's still there. He's still loving it. Um, still sad that they wouldn't let him <laughs> make the city run on fake nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> hopes and dreams. Um, but other hopes and dreams. Um, the city of Jackson sesquicentennial time capsule has been excavated from its home in Muse Park after 50 years in the ground. The contents of the capsule will be displayed at City Hall starting next week. Huh. And I was like, well, that's exciting. What's in a 50-year time capsule? Wow. Um, a couple days later, June 2nd, media statement for immediate release... We had a fantastic turnout at Muse Park yesterday, where we excavated the time capsule buried on October 13th, 1972. More than 100 residents and dignitaries from the community attended the ceremony. More than 100 residents and dignitaries. What's the breakdown? I want to know. How many dignitaries? How many residents? It's only 100 people. (laughs) Like, don't say more than 100. So what, 102? What are you talking about? Two dignitaries. (laughs) Yeah, who are these? 98 locals. By the way, dignitaries? I, I bet we're using dignitaries real fast oh, and loose. Super fast and loose. Ah, uh, dignitaries. Uh, we understand that many of you have participated or had family who participated in the original ceremony, and we were excited about reviewing the contents with you. There were several unknowns with this project. We knew where the time capsule was buried, I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> However, we did not know how deep it would be buried, how big the time capsule would be, or how we would remove it, and the conditions of the contents inside. How do you... This was this was 50 years? This was 1972. You luckily know where it is, but you don't know how deep it is or how big it is. What? I mean... Like, I, uh, I bet you can like look at the Jackson Sun from 1972 yeah. and get a good idea. That's like rich information that they would pull at that time. The time capsule was five feet by five feet, a solid aluminum exterior. Like, you would know everything about that thing. Who made it? How long it took them to make it? Our original plan was to excavate the time capsule at 2 p.m. on June 1st and remove the contents in a climate-controlled environment later that afternoon, where they would be documented and put on display at City Hall on Monday, June 6th. We had a few hiccups. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first obstacle was that the capsule was much larger than expected, at an estimated 6,500 pounds. Wow. The City of Jackson Maintenance Department was able to quickly pivot and use a piece of heavy machinery equipment to lift the capsule. Shortly after we loaded it, the trailer broke due to the weight. <laughs> at this point, we decided to regroup. The next day, on Thursday, June 2nd... <laughs> Just leave it where it's at on the trailer, guys. <laughs> I love this. Like this is some this this is some real Jackson shit. Also, like some real Parks and Rec shit. Um, this morning, we suspected water damage to the vault and had a hole drilled at the bottom. An estimated 200 gallons of water poured out. 
Wow. So we everything inside is ruined. We removed the top and officially opened the vault at 2.30 p.m. Unfortunately, contents did have severe water damage. We are going to let the contents dry out and reevaluate <laughs> on Friday, June 10th. Our time capsule committee has worked on this for more than a year and a half, and we share your disappointment. Thank you for your understanding. First of all, we have a time capsule committee that's been working on this a year and a half. They didn't know how big it was. <laughs> like a year and a half yeah a year what? and a half a year and a half they didn't have equipment they didn't know how big it was they luckily knew where it was very cool and let me Day just say, one? Hour one? Well, where's it at? Well, it's here. Okay, cool. How deep is it buried? Well, it's buried this deep. Well, how big is it? We don't know. Oh, I mean, Two, One and a half years later, at sight, it's here, right? Don't know how big it's going to be. Get the crane on standby, though. Thanks, well, Mary. Listen, Alex, it's it's hard to know these things. There's, there's lots of mysteries out there. Was it just like... How are we going to do the PR for this? Like, I don't, again, no one, no Listen, idea why we you We planned for much. a year and a half. Luckily, we knew where it was. Alex, I just sent you an image. Yeah, they probably knew where it was because there's like a fucking, there's a <laughs> marker. There's like a grave, it looks like a gravestone. It's very weird. And it time says, capsule. Time capsule. Jackson, Madison County, Sesquicentennial, buried October 13th, 1972 to be opened June 1st, 2022. How did you, yeah, everyone knows where it is. There's like literally a marker for it. How many of these are buried in Jackson? Do they do one every like 10 years? And what we don't see elsewhere in this picture are the rest of the time capsule headstones that have been just through the years. Yeah, um, but they're, they're, yeah, they're, it's, it's pretty wild. What was inside? Um, well, I, I, I got a little more information, but I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you this link. Um, you can actually see the excavated uh, um, um, concrete box of water, I guess. <laughs> Um, but, but I say all of this because, um, on June 3rd, you know, after this, this, this very sad moment, um, there was an article written in the Jackson Sun by Brandon Shields. Oh no. Time capsule compromised, comma, possibly when it was buried in 1972. Brandon Shields. The excitement that was in the air on Wednesday at Muse Park that surrounded digging up the 50-year-old time capsule was replaced on Thursday by disappointment and confusion. That's terrible sentence. That's because Bicentennial Celebration organizers found the capsule to have been compromised, possibly as soon as it was put into the ground, and filled with water for years. Oh god, there is an <laughs> image of it! There's an image of this thing open up, and this is just like, it's nonsense. There's just garbage soup. That's, it's just a <laughs> box of garbage soup. It's a tomb of garbage soup. Um, that's, uh, this is unfortunate to say the least, said Trey Cleek, the chairman of the Time Capsule Committee of the Bicentennial Commission. I love chairman of the Time Capsule Committee. That's a cool title. I want that, I want to be a chairman of the Time Capsule Committee. (laughs) It appears as if the water was in there for years, near the entire 50 years the capsule was underground. So there's obviously some extensive damage to a lot of the items. Oh, you think? Yeah, yeah. The original plan was for the capsule was for the contents to be cataloged and put on display at Jackson City Hall on Monday, Cleek said. And he's hopeful items from the capsule will eventually be displayed at the City Hall. What are you gonna display from this fucking <laughs> wet garbage soup in City? Look, here's a lot of waterlogged trash. It's been under it's been in in still water for 50 years. <laughs> Look at it. 50-year-old garbage. 
Cleek said he's, um, blah, 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 uh, but that won't happen on Monday. The people at Jackson State Community College were good enough to offer a climate-controlled classroom space that we planned on, that we planned on needing for an afternoon or two to go through everything, Cleek said, but now we'll take this to a city facility where it can stay for a long period of time, dry out, and give us more time to analyze it, clean it up, and see what's salvageable. Nothing is salvageable. Nothing is salvageable. This is garbage soup. I mean, according, yeah. According to Clique and a statement from the Bicentennial Commission, the capsule, which was a concrete vault large enough for a coffin, it looks like a coffin and had a headstone, uh, weighed 6,500 pounds and was bigger and heavier than they expected to find. The weight broke the trailer that was hauling it to Jackson State. On Thursday morning, a local vault company drilled a hole into the bottom of the vault and an estimated 200 gallons of water spilled out. What? They should have drilled that hole uh, before it broke a trailer because it was full of fucking water. That's why it's so heavy. I mean, you know this, right? Like, there's no way it would be that heavy. What did they think was in there that would be that heavy? Other than, like, well, I mean, this is an obvious... Yeah, water's in there, dummies. Yeah, yeah. like... What were you uh, like? And also, also, this makes me this this explains that like this means the the sides and the bottom were solid. There was a hole in the top, so water's only gone in. So never come out. Like this has just been still water. Like this, the can like when they finally got the top off of this thing, the reeking stench. It must this. have been horrible. Oh, like well, you it's its own mini ecosystem. Like you they should have preserved better. the water for study. Oh, God, like you should have, yeah, examined the, see what kind of bacteria is grown. Maybe there's a, maybe, maybe there's some new ecological finds in there. Like, That's the real knows? treasure. That that was the real thing that was supposed I mean, to be we were supposed I, to find. A dead, like if you'd be better off finding a dead body that had been like underground for fifty years. That's not going to be is disgusting and reeking. And, yeah, but those are oh, dime a dozen. Man, this is insane. That after you, bo- I was going to say, did you see in the pictures where it was buried like less than a foot underground? Oh, in the what? pictures they show it like they, they they basically just scraped off a top layer that's like less than a foot. Like if it's that, it looks like it's six inches underground. Oh, let me go back. I didn't. Where where's that? Where where where's that in? It was oh. the it was one of the oh, ones on the Twitter. Yeah. You on see the, it, yeah. man. There's no way. And these motherfuckers spent a year and a half <laughs> on the committee. This, oh, how could we find it? Yeah, it is. It is not even a foot down. Not even a foot. It is. You could use any type of like sharp instrument and just like poke in the ground and note how wide or big it was. Come uh, on. So and that's stupid. if you want to get primitive with it. It's been under there. You were a year and a half. What else were you doing? So dumb. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. It's just that I saw that and was flabbergasted. On Thursday morning, a local vault company drilled a hole in the bottom of the vault and estimated 200 gallons of water spilled out. That afternoon, Bicentennial officials, local media, and others were on hand at Jackson State Community College when the top was finally removed from the capsule, revealing a disorganized grouping of items, some of which could be salvaged. Bullshit. (laughs) Unless they were, like, wrapped in plastic, like, taped up, maybe, but I still doubt it. Um, conversation among those present in- indicated the vault was meant to be buried at a certain depth with a certain amount of weight on it that would help seal it. And one theory was the concrete slab that sat on the surface above it could have been too much weight and broke the seal, giving water an easy path into the vault. Or also, you buried it like five inches underground and like 
it, like, I don't know. Cleek said the good thing about the situation is the committee tasked with burying the next time capsule, which is set to be buried on August 13th at Bicentennial Point in downtown Jackson, at the corner of Lafayette Street, Airways Boulevard, and Main Street, as part of the finale weekend, has the opportunity to learn valuable lessons for the purpose of those who will be the next group of local leaders digging up a capsule in 2072. If we last that long, if there's anything to... Hey, Scott I mean... Conger's grandkids, uh, please, please take note now. The main thing is to do what needs to be done to keep moisture out, Cleek said. Yeah, you think? Oh, may maybe you should keep the hundreds of gallons of water out next time. Cool. Glad we learned our lesson. So we'll put it in stainless steel can well, so we'll put it in a stainless steel container and make a number of other adjustments that will hopefully, hopefully do a better job of keeping it dry and keeping moisture out. Click reiterated the committee is taking submissions for considerations for the time capsule until July 31st. Wow. Love it. Like that's like that's some hilarious Jackson shit. That is pretty funny. I mean, this is a layup, and now any any casket, which is essentially what they buried, off the off the shelf will be able to maintain a pressure and humidity that will keep it more than fine until then. Yeah, it, it would have to. It, nothing's going to be worse than this. This is no. I I refuse to believe anything salvageable. I love that they speculated that there were measures that well, if they had buried it deep enough. The idea is that the the pressure would like the weight would have kept the lid on. It's just the people who made it did not tell the people who are burying it that that important part. So it's all ruined. I mean, like maybe just maybe like I don't know. Uh, there's a committee that's been working on this for a year and a half, but they're still taking suggestions for the next one until July 30 31st, and that's that's for, that's going to be being buried in August. So it seems like they're still working out the details on the next one. So maybe maybe instead of spending a year and a half figuring out how to dig up this one, you should have spent that year and a half planning the next one so that you don't end up in the same situation as this one. But I guess we're probably going to rush the new one and we're gonna end up in 50 years having another stupid situation and then they're gonna have spent a year and a half trying to figure out how to open up the new the old one and then like rushing the new one and it gets fucked up again and it continues yeah. on until the end of time 100 so weird weird why don't you just put your time make your time capsule a podcast that you can then bequeath to people as it goes. And then the audio is preserved in whatever medium, as long as you keep updating it, that you've got. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go into the Ramjack time capsule 13 years and 13 open years. up episodes that have been left unopened. I don't know when the last person or the last people who went through to look at the old episodes, but look, mm. they're back there. And that yeah. is the, that's the easiest way to jump back into uh, Go back a time see long ago. What was hap What was happening in episode fifty? Charles in charge. Get back there. Mm. See what was happening. What's Buddy Limbeck up to? Hmm. Hmm. I was reminded randomly with my thoughts today that I had suggested at some point, I think in the last anniversary episode we had, in whatever number that. What? What if? What if we got to a point where we just went back and redid every episode of Rent as a loop? We go back and watch Jim Cotta again, and then just all the way through, just do everything we've done up to this point, and then do back and do it again and again, which seems crazy. But to be honest, I would like maybe we maybe we could do a month 
where it's like, well, let's go back and choose certain things that we've done just to rewatch, just to see where we're at with them now. If anything's changed in these 13 years. Yeah, yeah. Because I miss Charles in Charge. I miss the streaks on the China with Mr. Belvedere. Mm. Barely remember the Saved by the Bell days. Ah, barely. That was super early. What about the cape? See, it'd be cool to watch the cape because I never watched it. That was a you and Jonathan thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what streaming service do you watch the cape on? That's lost. The only the only <laughs> oh, commentary no, you can not the cape. <laughs> the cape can't be lost. The only thing that exists is the is this the commentary on Ramjack. I'm yeah. almost 100 yeah, percent sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I do remember recording our. I remember watching Jim Cotta, and I remember mm-hmm. parts of recording that episode. Mm-hmm. I remember the conversation we had about Netflix on that episode. Like, mm-hmm. I just remember that. And there's a little stuff I remember on a few other episodes we recorded in those early days. But on a lot of it, I would probably go back and watch Mr. Belvedere, and it would feel like the first time. Um, and especially Charles in Charge. There's only parts of those episodes I remember. It would be like watching that for the first time, too. The first and only season of Charles in Charge. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we're here today mm-hmm. on Ramjack, and we really appreciate you guys being here for 13 years. Indeed. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Alex. We're joined by Brad, our good friend. Get in contact with us. Ramjackpodcast.com is our main website. Dip into the annuals of uh, Ramjack history there. You can get in contact with us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit the Facebook group. You can visit um, the YouTube channel. Lots of ways to get in contact with us. Tell us what's, where, where, you, where you started this journey with us, because um, you're just going to continue. You did or stopped. And uh, I don't know. What, 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 what are you where do you put, find yourself what, now? What are you going to put in our waterlogged time capsule? Hmm. Hmm. We're put. We're gonna put a. We're gonna put a capsule under the ground, and in 13 years from now, we'll open it up, and I want to know what everybody's putting in. So please let us know. Send us a drawing of your fear and what you're putting in the time capsule. I'm AKA starting committee. The fear I, capsule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the capsule of fear. Yeah. The fear capsule. I mean, yeah. We're gonna put all the drawings of fears in the capsule, so they can't get. That's how you. That's how you'll be safe. Ooh. So. But in, in in 50 years, when they open this capsule of fear, those fears will be released. Listen, I am the chairman of time of the Time Capsule Committee and Fears. I am the chairman of Time Capsules and Fears. Hmm. And we're going to put them in the Time Capsule and put them underground for 13 years. But 13 years only. I think that's a good premise for like a TV show or like even a movie. Someone buried a time capsule of fears. And after 50 years, they ba- dig it up. Let me tell you, it's not just water they find. Oh. It's heavier for other reasons. And oh. the fears get out. That'd be a fun you could You could really ah. spin that and do something good with it. Ah. Will you be part of the Ramjack uh, mm. time capsule slash fear committee? Chime, chime in. Chime Come in. Ask. We'll take applications. Not everyone can be a part of it, but I mean, if you want, you can't be part of it if you don't ask. Yeah. I mean, everybody can put stuff in the capsule. And No, everyone can't be oh, in the yeah, committee. Well, that, no, everyone cannot yeah. be part of the committee. Committee is very elite clientele only. Back now. And friends, um, I hope everyone, when you're gathering with your families or, you know, maybe five random salamanders you met online, we, we hope that, you know, you'll sit down, uh, grab some pizza crust, <laughs> make, a, make a treat for yourself, and all just kind of reflect and think about the memory of the late, great Craig, Craig Podcast. Shout out to Craig, Craig Podcast. Old Craig Podcast. One of the best. I'll never, never forget old Craig Podcast.
Luckily, we are of the lineage of Craig Podcast. I know. <laughs> uh, didn't realize that Ramjack Podcast was the only living heir to Craig Podcast. <laughs> oh, Alan, what's wrong with your cousin? Why is your cousin trying to grift us? I mean, who knows? Obviously, I, I don't think we're the, the prime targets for a grift at all. No. But I don't know. Now, I think the question is, like, whose who's email did, like, whatever this shifty group get into? Did they get into our email or, or into Alan's email? Because I just feel like it's got, it's the Ramjack podcast email address, but we, we, we got, it's, it's, but it could be that they got into Alan's email, found our email through him. So, Alan, maybe you need to change your passwords. Always be changing your password. Or maybe we should change our password, but it doesn't matter because we don't really use that account. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And I'd rather get fun spam. So I think I'll just keep it the same. But please, nobody hack us. I mean, I think our password, well, not to jinx us at all, but I think it was yeah, set to be pretty. It's a goodie. We're not. I mean, even back in the, the long, long ago. I mean, we, we had at least a sim, an idea of security from a password. I think we're good. I yeah. hope. Maybe we should update ours anyway, just in case. Alan, may, maybe maybe you're not, though. So, Alan, maybe you should check your... I love we're just I'm blaming it on him now. I'm like... Well, oh, I mean, Alan you're the one who really blamed it in. This. But now I'm, now Alan, I'm coming around to be like, well, maybe he is to blame. Maybe. And I mean, listen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe check your passwords. Somebody could be hacking your shit right now. It's not me. <laughs> It's not me either. It's just what you said, not me. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's Alex. No. Impossible. Alex is, Alex is definitely hacking your shit. No. All listeners, watch out. Watch out for... If Alex starts asking you weird questions, if Alex is like, what's your mother's maiden name again? I, I keep forgetting. Like, watch out. If he's like, what was your high school mascot? Ah, I know you told me once, but I, it wasn't something funny. Was it something funny? No? Oh, okay. May I'm, what was I thinking? Oh, I was thinking about what was the first car you drove? <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Yeah. What city were you born in? What was the name of your first pet? Oh, a memorable pet from your childhood. This is fun. Just like getting to know just, each other kind of stuff. To, hey, listen, we're getting to know each other. It's about fucking time. It's been 13 years. 13 years. You haven't bothered. Hmm. You should have, you should have, you should have divulged some information by now. A 13 year relationship and you haven't given us anything. We have to come begging. We have to come begging like children of the night. Hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see if we're here in thirteen more years, motherfuckers. <laughs> Keep treating us like that, hmm. like we're dirt under your foot. Hmm. <sighs> you mean a time capsule under your feet? <laughs> barely <laughs> under your feet, like barely, just barely. Yeah. You can hear the sloshing of the water. Yeah. If it's rained for two days straight, like a drizzle, <laughs> you could easily like the mud. Your foot might go through the mud and like touch the surface of this thing. That's and how the, deep. Jackson is hit by is every inch of Jackson has been hit by a tornado at least three times in oh. our lifetime. I like, mean, yeah, it's shocking that this thing hasn't been completely up upgrounded, raised from the earth and then thrown into something else. Like, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, it's so great. It's, <laughs> Oh, Jackson. Shout about it. 